Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, midweek special here during Corona. Yeah, we got two very special guests on today's episode, so that was awesome, talking to Joey Chestnut from uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Fame, so that was that was great. Um, we were talking off air, like, we remember when he did his first Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, and we knew back then he'd become a star, and ex- that exactly happened, so awesome talking to him, and then we got to talk to our recurring guest and uh, friend, I would say at this point, Dave Mason mm-hmm. from Bet Online. They're running the quarantine eating challenge, so that's how we got connected with Joey, uh, doing money to doing the tournament to raise some money and also a prize pool. So really cool to talk about that. Yeah, it was. I mean, I was definitely. I'll I'll be honest. I was starstruck at the beginning when we hopped on Skype. We don't always do video. It was video, and I'm just like, oh my, <laughs> that's Joey Chestnut. <laughs> 
how did yeah. how did we get to, how did we get to this point? That's Joe yeah. Chestnut. That's arguably one of the greatest athletes in of our lifetime. Yeah, I mean he has twelve titles, twelve in thirteen years. That's pretty unprecedented. So it was surreal, uh, you know, just turning on the Skype video and he was just there. But he, he's a super nice guy. It wasn't. I don't know I've never talked to a celebrity before, but you know he's he's a normal guy. Yeah, they're they're normal people, just like just like all of us. Um, but yeah, before we get to the interview, maybe some quick thoughts, Tyler, on the Last Dance. It premiered on Sunday. The first two episodes, uh, we spoke a little bit about it on the Sunday Scaries Pod uh, before it aired. But I I think it's safe to say that it lived up to my hype. Uh, um, that I think everyone in the world set extremely high expectations for it, and. I was ready to keep watching <laughs> um, after after the second hour was done. Yeah, I, I guess it's a good thing, though, that they're spacing it out over five weeks because we have nothing else right now. So if they released it all at once, I feel like we would all get through it in like two days. So I am happy about that aspect. But yeah, it, it definitely lived up to the hype for me. Like leading up to it, there was so much hype. And I mean, they released the trailer like a year and a half ago. Uh, I think it was 2018 when they released it. Um, and you know, leading up to it, I was like, this might not live up to it, but the more articles I read on it, the podcasts I heard people talking about, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it lived up to the hype hearing the stories, you know, behind the scenes, Jordan talking about, you know, when he came into the league, the bulls were a terrible team. Players on the team were doing drugs. Like it's crazy to hear and Mm -hmm. hearing Larry bird and magic Johnson in uh, what years, like 1985, 1986 basically say, yeah, this, this guy is the best player in the league. It was only second year in the league. Like that's crazy. Um, and obviously birds quote, it was God disguises Michael Jordan. Like that was just, that was an unreal quote to hear from Larry bird, who is a God in his own sense. Mm-hmm. That that was great. The practice clips of him yelling at Ron Harper and Kukoc were awesome. Um, the thing that was crazy is the fact that going into the season, Jerry Krause, who's the villain of the doc and the villain of all time, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, he goes after they win their fifth title in the 90s. They're going for another three-peat. Him and Phil basically come to this mutual agreement one more year, and that's it. And they kind of went in, and that's how they got the name uh, One Last Dance, The Last Dance. Um, that That's insane, like, looking back on it, right? The fact that you have the best basketball player of all time towards the tail end of his prime, but, like, still incredible. Still won two titles in a row. You have Scottie Pippen, who's one of the top ten best players in the league, and you're, like, forcing all these guys out just because you have an incredible Napoleon complex. Like, <laughs> it's just, like, trying to grasp how crazy that is during the doc, it was something I was like, this is just, like, another level of an ego. He just had to prove that he could do it without those guys. Thinking about that happening today is like surreal that would never happen the way the nba is now it's such a players league lebron you know kd all these guys superstars who have switched teams you know force their not force their way out but just like the way they've swung teams and franchises like it's a completely players league like imagine the heat after they won you know the the back-to-back titles and if you want, I don't know, maybe not a great example because Pat Riley is like a god in his own sense. Um, 
I don't know, just any team that's been a dynasty and the owner siding with the GM and forcing the star players out, like that would never it, happen uh, today. It would it would and, be like say after the the Cavs finally won it all, like say they had won in fifteen two, so they win fifteen sixteen, and then Dan Gilbert's like, That's it, it's over. Like I feel like that's kind of an apt comparison here. Yeah, I it it's crazy and like I do feel bad for Jerry Krause in the sense of like you know, he passed away a few years ago, so he has no voice in this. He's only going to be villainized, and he, I mean, he comes off terribly, but he did build up the team. I mean, he drafted Scottie Pippen, traded up. He went to a small school, like a D2 school. Like, no one had heard of that school. To get that guy in 1987 to find him is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. He, you know, built up the role players, um, but the way he handled it was terrible, and he did have a huge ego, and I think now seeing the stock, the villain in Space Jam, Mr. Swackhammer, yeah, who like him. runs more on Mountain. That's him. Um, so it was it was a horrible first showing for Jerry Krause for a lot of people, you know, our age who obviously know Michael Jordan and the Bulls, but didn't really know all that background. So I feel like he's going to continue to get dragged. Um, but I'm I'm really excited for the next two upcoming episodes because I think it's one focusing on Dennis Rodman, which will be incredible, mm-hmm. and two. Their, their rivalry boys. with the bad boys, which we've seen in the bad boys uh, 30 for 30, which is one of my favorites. So I'm, I think it's just going to get better and better each week, honestly. Right. I think one other quick note, Scotty Pippen. I didn't I knew he came from a smaller school. I didn't remember exactly where. But the story that I mean, he basically went uh, to college without a scholarship was the manager. The spot opened up on the team and he mentioned how he had to basically be persistent with the coach to even get a spot on the roster and then after his freshman year grows five inches and then he is what he is uh throughout his nba career i thought that that story was pretty wild as well i like i mean the mj thing of him getting cut from the team as a sophomore everyone in the world has heard that story and it's like i mean you still play jv as a sophomore which is it which is kind of the expectation um and then uh this scotty pippen story was fascinating to me Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I didn't know a lot about his career and the contract. Obviously, he's making two mil less than or no two million a year. Um, was the sixth highest paid player on the team. The fact they wouldn't renegotiate with him is pretty ruthless for all he gave to them. Um, who's the owner? Reinsdorf. I feel like he was just throwing Jerry Krause under the bus and trying to come off as you know he didn't do anything wrong. He's like, I told Scotty not to sign that contract. Like. That's such BS. He knew at the time that that was a great contract for the Bulls. And he said, you know, I won't renegotiate it, renegotiate contracts. It's like, well, this guy's helped you win five titles at some point. You have to give in. And it really does make no sense why they they blew up a championship team because of the GM. Like, that would never happen. And a crazy stat I looked up about Phil Jackson, I feel like they'll get more into his background as well as this goes on. So he wins a second three-peat with the Bulls. He reti- he takes a year off, goes to the Lakers, they three-peat. So he coached six straight championship teams. That's, that's an unreal stat. It's it's he's Phil seeing Phil back in our lives in this documentary just made me so happy and just think of better times uh with our basketball fanhood as as Lakers fan. Just such a calming presence and the fact that Phil came in to start the year with the last dance like there is something so awesome about that that he's like, yeah, this is it. I got paid. I'm the highest paid coach in the league. This guy, we can't stand each other. 
we're all we're all kind of this is it so we might as well just put our all into it um it, it's it's going to be exciting to keep watching but um yeah i think as the weeks go on we'll obviously have more to say week in week out about uh the doc but let's get without further ado and, let's let's oh go ahead tyler before we get to joey yeah i wanted to make one more point the thing that was funny about the first two episodes they showed obama and uh bill clinton and you know they put former chicago resident and I think Arkansas, whatever they put for Bill Clinton is like they they obviously put that in there intentionally just to get people to talk about it. The fact they didn't mention that was the U.S. president. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, Twitter was going wild about about, about those two pieces. But uh, let's get to American hero uh, Joey Chestnut and Dave Mason on the back end. So enjoy both interviews, guys. Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome on the Full Slate Airwaves, Joey Chestnut. And as Major League Eating calls him, the greatest eater in history, 12-time Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest champion, Joey. How are you doing right now? Doing pretty good. Just recovering from the uh, the last uh, quarantine challenge. Yeah, uh, so so our sponsor on Full Slate and Blue Wire Podcast Network, uh, Bet Online, they're doing a quarantine challenge with Major League Eating, which is what Joey just participated in less than an hour ago. So, Joey, you just finished eating 10 pounds of Bush's baked beans. Uh, The announcer claimed you were back towards the end. You destroyed the competition. Um, You're in the finals. How are you feeling right now? Because this is pretty soon after. Yeah, it's pretty soon after, yeah, but it, it's, uh, I've eaten a lot more than that. I think the most of beans, I think I've eaten up 24 pounds of beans. So uh, this is nowhere near capacity. So I'm just drink, drinking liquid, I want to go to sleep, and, uh, and I'm going to start recovering. And I'll start, and tomorrow tomorrow night will be the final round. Uh, we're going to be eating 10 cups of, uh, 10, 10 cup of noodles. So and I'm you- gonna, uh, I'll be, I'll have this food digested, and I'll be loose, and I'll be ready, and and I, I'm feeling better. The, the first two rounds, I, I was finding my groove, uh, getting. Uh, but this last round, I, I, there's, I, uh, I, I turned it on, and I still, I still wasn't faster than Gideon, but I was, uh, I was close. And uh, I think next round, I'm, I'm gonna keep getting better, and we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, catch, I'm gonna catch him when it counts. Hell yeah. Yeah. So how do you go from eating 10 pounds of Bush's baked beans today? to tomorrow like you said the 10 cups of chicken noodle soup how do you go from how do you prepare for that well it, it's we had a couple of days off uh in, in between the other one I, I was hoping i was win this one uh so i i did i did a half practice with butcher's baked beans and a half practice with uh with uh with ramen so so i i i i, I had a technique with baked, baked baked beans going into today and i uh so, so that that helped, and I and I, I have a pretty good idea what I'm going to do for uh, for ramen tomorrow. So it's it's uh, a lot of it's just be having uh, having an idea what you're going to do, having a plan, and uh, having goals. It, it, I I think I my problem with the Oreos round was I, I didn't really have any goals. I didn't know what it was like to eat what like I didn't know what fast was to eat Oreos. Like oh I I when I did it I thought three and a half minutes was fast to eat a pack. Uh, I didn't know that other eaters were doing it in like two and a half or one or one and a half. It, it, so, and now that I, now that I know, uh, like I, I, I've pretty, I, I've changed my goals and I, I'm, it's, I'm eating towards some, uh, high goals and, uh, ramen, ramen will go down fast. 
Awesome. You heard it here first. Yeah, we're happy. We're happy you won. Uh, got past the Oreo. You're in the finals, so we could get you on. Um, but we want to go back to early Joey. Back in 2005, you had a breakout performance in a deep fried asparagus uh, eating contest. You ate over six pounds in about 11 minutes. Now, did you go into that competition with an idea of I want to do this someday as a professional? Um, what? And afterwards, we're like, hmm, maybe I should pursue this. Maybe I have something here. It was it was weird because like two weeks before was my first contest and my first contest was lobster and I uh, my little brother had signed me up for that contest and I had never no real competitive eating experience but he he knew I could eat more than anybody in the family so he signed me up and then uh, the organizers George Shea they uh, they yeah, they offered me a free hotel room and it was in Reno and it was at a casino so I said heck yeah I'll do it it was like a four hour drive and uh, so I ended up tying for third in that contest. Mostly because I, uh, I mostly because I was just like nervous and eating in front of people. It was like really, really weird. I thought like, like my whole life I'd eaten, uh, eaten like fast when I'm like by myself or I'm coming home drunk or when I'm, when I'm just doing things like not, not like in front of people, never in like a restaurant. But uh, mm-hmm. and so I, I was just was the the lobster contest was awkward. And then like two weeks later, so, but I, I knew I could have done better. So uh, two weeks later, there was the deep fried asparagus contest. In Stockton, I brought my brothers, a couple friends, and even my mom came out, and they were all just yelling at me and just encouraging me to do it. And so I, I ended up dominating it, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is—I was made for this." And and even then, even then, I I knew I was like, I didn't make it. I didn't think it was gonna be my job. I uh, I thought it was gonna be a hobby, and but and, but I knew I could become number one. And that that was the goal. I was like, "All right, I, I'm gonna become number one." But uh, it it. Yeah, like I, went, I finished my engineering degree and I work in construction and it was, uh, and but eventually the eating took over and it, it's been this crazy ride that I never imagined uh, taking. Yeah, you mentioned the engineering. I read that you graduated with a degree in civil engineering. Do you ever do that anymore? Because I read for a while you were still doing that as a hobby with the major league eating as kind of the full time gig. I think I found your LinkedIn page actually it looked like it could use some work. Do you? Uh, <laughs> Do you still part, do you still do any engineering or are you fully committed to the eating well, now? I'm right now I'm just a full time eater. I if, if I'm doing any building or working with anybody, it's uh I'm just doing it as a home homeowner. But uh it's uh yeah, I, I miss it. I miss working with a big group of people and uh I don't miss arguing over other people's money and arguing over changes. But uh it, it, it right now I'm just I I'm I'm living the dream. As long as I'm happy and healthy, I'm, you can count me into the competitive eating. Awesome. Well, you'll have at least the two of us watching indefinitely on the fourth anytime you're in it. Um, I I do want to talk about, so you have, if you go on kind of either Wikipedia, Major League Eating, your bios, just an incredible list of records. I'm going to rattle off a few for our listeners. Uh, 182 wings in 30 minutes. You devoured 74 hot dogs in the 2018 competition. 141 hard-boiled eggs in, in eight minutes well over 300 shrimp wontons, almost two gallons of gumbo in eight minutes. No, Joey, these are just a couple of the highlights. Like it's literally a laundry list here of things that I could have included. And for us average Joes who, if we eat too much, we're like, oh, I feel sick. Was there one notable competition where you're like, I feel just so miserable and like maybe spoiled the food for you for forever? I don't even know if I hold the record in it, but there's a bratwurst contest where I did like a hundred or really close to a hundred and 
You know, actually, somebody beat me, and that's why I, I felt worse after it. It, it. You feel worse when you don't win. And uh, it, it, I felt like crap. I did like a hundred hundred bratwurst. I got beat by one one brat one or two bratwurst. It was so close. And uh, Carmen Zancati beat me. Good kid. And uh, dude, it, it it my body was just angry. I my I was defeated. And it, I think I think uh, part of it is like if, if you win, you're feeling better. You get the endorphins. You, you get, you're riding a high. Mm-hmm. If you if you lose, it makes it worse. And, and then your body's just unhappy and it's disgusting. And uh, they're they're yeah, bratwurst are always rough, but that time when when I lost was was uh, a lot. It was it was even worse. Yeah, it sounds like any you know sporting competition. Whenever you win, you get that rush. If you lose closely, it feels any worse. You mentioned George Shea earlier, who people know as the announcer during the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. What's it like going through that contest in the heat of summer? packed into that stage with all the eaters around you and you have George Shea announcing behind you and with all the fans, you know, in the crowd, is it hard to focus at any point? Or are you just p- purely locked in? Oh, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's hard to focus, but it, it's electricity. It's amazing. I like, uh, I've seen other eating contests run by other people and it, 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 George does a great job at, uh, making it entertaining. He, uh, cause I mean, essentially we're, we're guys eating and he makes it interesting. And he he showed he he not only makes it interesting but he shows that we're working hard and we're we're really pushing ourselves and uh, uh and then then the crowd it, it, he feeds off the energy of the crowd and they feed off his energy and the eaters energy it, he he makes that place it like he electrifies it and uh I uh, I, I I that contest there's nothing like it. I mean every every contest George does he brings that energy but uh Fourth of July it, it, it's I get nervous just thinking about it. And uh, it, 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 it's a weird, it's an amazing contest. Yeah, I like how he was uh, on the call for the uh, quarantine challenge as well in his apartment in Brooklyn. And he's wearing the same top hat that he, that he wears from the Nathan's competition. That's just how I forever picture him. Um, but when you were coming up, the first time you did Nathan's, this is correct, was 2005. You had 32 hot dogs. You came in third behind Kobayashi and Sonia Thomas. Now, the next year, you barely lost to Kobayashi when he was kind of at the peak of his powers. He ate 53 and three quarters you ate 52 2007 you won the first time you ate 66 hot dogs what was that off season like and kind of the ramp up to that like how much were you just like having kobayashi in your sights and ready to take him down it was it was it was it was intense i uh i remember when i lost in 2006 i i thought i had it i thought i did enough to win and it was it was like heartbreaking it's very and uh and then i was and then people were like then then i'd get like the uh the birds were talking everybody was talking like oh it's nobody nobody thought you could win it's all right all the you're like you, i was like you bastards and uh <laughs> and so then I, I went back to the drawing board again and i had to bring it bring it back even harder and he he knew i was coming harder and uh so we i it, it was it, yeah it was just it was just awesome and knowing that uh that we, we were pushing each other to new limits and and, and I still, I still try to find ways and push to a new limit. And I, I, I look back, and those were, those were good times. Yeah, we hear your dog uh, barking in the background. I guess he has some thoughts on the whole thing as well. Kobayashi. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to ask if myself or Cody came to you and said we want to be competitive eaters as well. What would be the first step in training to become a competitive eater? Yeah, there's, it's like 
if uh, let's like say like say oh you want to be a that's a, it, something kind of similar that's, you want to be a marathon runner I mean there's 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 really big books written about marathon running and it's more than just running there, there's everything from diet to sleep to 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 ramping up but there, there's so many things but it, I say the first thing I, I would say is you have to love to eat and you have to really pay attention to what you're putting in your body and how much of it and how you're feeling like for years I, I kept a food journal not just when I'm not just of what I was eating for practice but like in general like how much I was eating and how I was feeling and uh I, that, that helped me quite a bit and it, like and so when I started practicing I, I I'd be aware of like what what I've been was putting my body for a couple of days and how empty I am and 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 hopefully how much water I've been drinking how how, how stretched and loose is my stomach and, and will it will it be able to take in the food so I think the first thing is if, if you'd have to really uh, monitor your keep a food journal of everything you're putting in your body and and uh, and how you're feeling and and so that that way you can log it and see the numbers is if you put it in the nut things to to a graph and say oh I, I ingested so many pounds of substance today, uh, and so, or and so many calories. Like it, 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 you, you break it down to water and liquids and different things, and uh, then then you then you can then you can really start finding ways. Like you, you get you get motivation when you see gains. And that's one of the best things. I, I, I like I like running. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I have flat feet, wide hips, uh, but I, I like being able to. That it's pretty easy to see the gains like it would just simple like oh i'm running faster uh my average times are, are my average miles the time's going down and i'm, and I'm able to run farther the, those those simple things make it really easy to the, the simple numbers make it really easy to keep pushing is there like uh, piggybacking on tyler's question is there like a beginner's food that you guys as professional eaters are like oh that's that's kind of like minor league stuff like that that's like a good uh, beginner beginner place to start is there one food that's easier to eat massive quantities of than others in your mind watermelon watermelon is a it's a great because it's it's pretty hard to choke on and also it, it, it's one it's 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 uh it allows you to uh it allows you to push yourself hard like you it's most it turns into liquid and it, it, it's also a technique food if if people are eating really aggressively they they can break it up and then there are uh, some people are 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 dropping some of the liquid onto the table or and so watermelon's kind of a funny it, it, it's a it's 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 a weird contest but it's it's a great first one because it's safe uh it, it pushes yourself mm-hmm. uh, and like I said you get you get some massive numbers people like for for a first time contest somebody will do six seven pounds of watermelon mm-hmm. at, at the so, and that, that that's that, I mean, that's a big number for a first contest. Mm-hmm. As Cody mentioned, you hold over 40 world records. What's one food, one world record that you're really striving to hit next? Oh my God, I would. You know, it's it's been a weird one. I've uh, I've always avoided oysters, raw oysters in contests. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I and mostly because the texture is just a little bit funky. But I like I like oysters, but I I usually like them with all the toppings with the salt and. Um, some uh horseradish yeah horseradish and, and mm-hmm. I, I like it loaded and uh but i i i've always been a little bit afraid of the texture in a contest but i i, I would really like to work and uh build a tolerance for the texture and, and get the oyster record do you have an idea what the current record is well it's like 450 
<laughs> it's an amazing. It's an intense record. The guy Darren Breeden, who got who lost to Gideon, he holds the record. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. You have. I think you have your hands full in the finals, Joe. Gideon was. He was a beast. But big beans. You know what? I think I made a mistake with my spoon. Uh, with with the beans. It it was a small spoon. It's smaller than Gideon's. And yeah. it just looked like his was. I, I was doing a lot more shoveling than him. And I'm hoping that I can uh, I can I can use a fork that's big enough to to get. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a pretty good idea. I, I think the standing up helped me. Mm-hmm. I think. You had good tempo. I liked your tempo. You were, yeah. yeah, good good wrist action. I have I have to go back. I have one more question for you on Kobayashi. I saw he was interviewed last year by TMZ Sports after the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And he said, oh, maybe the hot dogs, and this is all from his trans- translator, maybe the hot dogs are a little smaller than they were 10 years ago. He qu- went so far as to question uh, that you finished all the food in these competition. Seemed like sour grapes to me personally. Uh, what do you have to say to debunk some of these claims? Well, the hot dogs are the same. You, people can go back to the records. I mean, they're, uh, I mean, they're the same ones. The natural casing dogs, they're, they're uh, two-ounce hot dogs an ounce and a half a bun and it's been that way since the beginning i think it's a total of 100 grams uh and it's always been that way uh so it's i think he's he doesn't want to become irrelevant and and the thing sad thing is it's all it was his choice he he could be back in it if he really wanted to um i uh he it's 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 a bummer uh I, I I miss yeah. Like if anybody, we might not necessarily like each other. He might he might he might really he blocked me on Twitter, Instagram, all this. That's fine. He doesn't have to like me. I respect him. I respect that he's a great eater, and he has to. Respect, I mean, and the, he he's a competitor. He he, uh, he should just bring it. Uh, there's no, that's what people want to see, and he. I think every competitor needs to compete. Mm-hmm. He's a part of him that's like. Uh, sitting dying by not competing yeah pe- people love the rivalry aspect hopefully he hears this and maybe he'll get back in to the competition i know uh you're short on time before you go i wanted to ask you you know everyone in quarantine kind of snacking more what's been your go-to quarantine uh snack to just veg out on <laughs> oh i've done some terrible things in quarantine <laughs> eating eating 10 pounds of beans yeah any highlights <laughs> i think i need a whole, whole... Big family box of uh, cinnamon toast crunch, and it was delicious. And, and at first I had it for breakfast, <laughs> then I had some lunch, and then I had some vanilla ice cream, and I finished all like the rest of it on top of the vanilla ice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did I do? Um, I done, oh yeah, I live close to an In and Out, and I, I go there every now and then. The, the, all the kids working in the drive-through know me, and they uh, <laughs> get my four by fours. Uh. What else? Yeah, I, I, I've had some pretty good binge days. Nice. I'm thinking about doing a YouTube video of, uh, of ordering all the different types of Pop-Tarts. Uh, <laughs> Walmart will ship them right to your house. And they're like, they're like, there's like 20 different types of Pop-Tarts. I didn't realize there's that many. <laughs> it, it, it looks amazing. I, I like, I, I enjoy Pop-Tart. Same. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely got, gone to town a couple times. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, we know we know you have to go, Joey. So where can our listeners follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and watch tomorrow's championship where you take on Gideon Ojai? Did I pronounce that correctly? Okay. Yeah. Gideon Ojai, the truth. Um, so are yeah. you, Joey. Is that? So are you. Well, uh, he, uh, that's his nickname, the truth. I'm he, he, I'm just I'm just a goofy dude that eats uh, and wins. But uh, he, he's a uh, yeah. Whatever you can watch me, uh, you can get a hold of me or whatever. Uh, Twitter at uh, Joey Jaws, Instagram Joey dot Chestnut, and uh, I'm gonna post the uh, last contest on my YouTube with some comments of, of how I did and uh, how the eaters did. So uh, Joey Chestnut, and and I'll I'll keep an eye out for you guys. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, sells hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open, 24 hours a day, and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Better online, your online wagering solution. And Cody and I are excited to welcome back on recurring guest Dave Mason from Bet Online. Dave, how's it going tonight? All good, man. Another good, another good day with our uh, eating challenge. So that was, that was that was a good one. So finals are tomorrow night. Can't wait. Yeah, we just got wrapped up talking to Joey Chestnut, which was awesome. So he's going into the finals. Uh, today they ate 10 pounds of baked beans. Tomorrow is 10 Eason chicken couple, cup of noodle uh, cups. Were you behind uh, designing these foods, or how did, how did you guys come up with that? No, I mean, uh, one, of, one of my coworkers, he, he was on the ball with this one. Got to give him the... Uh, the props, man. He came up with this idea and he pitched it, and uh, it's probably about a month ago, and here, here we are. Yeah, came came to fruition. Last two weeks have been busy as hell getting it up and uh, getting everything going. Major League Eating, they've been awesome, and uh, here we are, man. It's a great event. Uh, you know, a lot of creative stuff coming. <laughs> we were always kind of a creative book with outside the word, out of the ordinary stuff going on, and. Uh, Thankfully, because this was an easy transition for us within difficult times, you know, we've got so much creative stuff going and ideas and all that good stuff. So we're staying busy. That's great. And uh, so how much exposure do you guys have on Joey Chestnut tomorrow night when he takes on uh, Gideon Ojai? Uh, none, man. I mean, he's a winner for us. So at, at, at first start, he was a loser. But, uh, you know, he's such heavy chalk throughout. Uh, most of it that you know a lot of people don't really want to lay that chalk so he's a winner for us OG's definitely a bigger winner for us so uh we'll be rooting for uh, getting OG to beat Joey Chestnut tomorrow night without a doubt Mm -hmm. which of these challenges that have happened so far would you have the best chance of competing in uh i mean shoot dude i I got a sweet tooth so definitely not baloney i'd i'd forfeit so i'd eat like a slice of two baloney that's fine like hot dogs and that stuff like i can eat one hot dog but after that i feel like i want to vomit so it's good going down but after that i just want to vomit and like baloney's in that same family so it definitely went for baloney 
Uh, it would be Oreos, you know. I got a sweet tooth. I, I wouldn't be able to devour them like that, of course. But I could, I could put put away that whole tray, no doubt. I mean, it might take me an hour or so. I'm not gonna speed speed eat it for for God's sake. But uh, <laughs> definitely, I could eat that. I think there's, I think tomorrow night. Tomorrow night sounds easy, man. It must be a lot harder. But I mean, ten cups of those neats and cup noodles. I don't know, man. That sounds doable. I mean, shoot. A lot of sodium in there. My blood pressure would go up even higher than it is now. But uh, not the baked beans. I love Bush's baked beans, but holy hell, you see how many they ate? <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was ridiculous, man. That was 10 freaking pounds. I mean, I love Bush's baked beans, but yeah. 10 pounds is, oh, God almighty. Now, definitely Oreos. <clears throat> yeah, my favorite part of it is the announcer, George Shea, just breaking it down, you know, how Joey right. was standing standing up his uh competitor was sitting it, it's it's great to watch so we know next year if you guys do this again oreos you'll uh you'll be competing for that yeah i doubt it man i mean you, the, the the if i am bet on the over for the fastest or slowest time or whatever or slowest time bet the over because i mean i can do it but i i'm not gonna speed eat it man i'd rather do chip, chocolate chip cookies that's more my uh that's more my wheelhouse, so chewy chocolate chip cookies, and, and maybe they can throw me in there. I have confidence on that. Yeah, so tomorrow, or sorry, Thursday night, so this will go out on Wednesday, so I guess technically tomorrow, people are listening. We finally have a live sporting event. Uh, the NFL draft is here. Uh, there have been reports of pretty big increases in handle uh just given everything else that's going on how much more action are you guys seeing dave this year's draft compared to prior years a ton i mean draft is always a big betting event you know it's when i started doing this years back you know draft was this kind of a niche event you just have it up there let's give it a shot whatever and uh but it's turned into a pretty big betting event this year it's it's amazing and, and that's for a few reasons a we, uh, you know, after all the sports went down, you know, six weeks ago, whenever that was, we needed odds on our site. You know, we needed content on our site, sports stuff. You know, uh, the casino guys in the poker room, they were, they were, their business skyrocketed after the sports went down because everybody just took their, their action there. But I worked more on the sports side of things, so we needed a lot more content. And uh, that, that's just one of the things we did, you know, everything from Russian ping pong to marbles and, you know, it's like, all right, NFL draft is six weeks out or wherever the heck it was. Let's, let's get as many odds as possible we can get on the site. You know, usually with the NFL draft, it's such a hard, hard event to, to manage. <clears throat> usually, you know, the week before the draft, you have a bunch of offering and then, then, then you add more the week of. But this year, it's like, hell no, let's add as much as we possibly can five, six weeks out. And just kept adding to it. So our offering's bigger than ever. It was on uh, up earlier than ever. And, of course, there's not a lot of other sports to bet on. So, I mean, we're going to do, whew, I'd say, conservatively five times as much action as we did last year. And that and last year, we did an absolute ton. So... It'll it'll be massive, but the action's great. Mm -hmm. And what's your personal thoughts on how the draft will be with, you know, obviously everyone being remote with the Zoom setup, and I know some of your guys' props are centered around that. Like, how do you think that experience will be just watching as a viewer? Yeah, wait and see, I guess, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I foresee a bunch of headaches and everything, but... 
whatever, you know, this, this, see what happens. And, uh, like you said, we got a bunch of new props up there over under half a cat. We'll be seen over under three and a half dogs. We'll be in the back. <laughs> Maybe we'll be seen drinking a beer, popping champagne, etc. So, you know, a, a unique, a unique, uh, you know, something unique going on is there's opens the door for more props. That's the way we always see it. Mm-hmm. We even saw <laughs> you, you had some uh, basically draft spot moved back due to miss pick. Uh, basically the draft getting hacked all odds. Yes. I think on both of those was eight to one. Are you guys, are you guys getting a substantial action on those ones? You get some substantial. No, I mean, you know, it's not like the player props, right? The main mm-hmm. stuff. The stuff yeah. Is- now this stuff is, you know, people bet it. Sure, this, the limits are lower, and uh, you know, fun little process we call them. Just a little something extra, but people bet it. Just not like the other props, though. So. Right. And what are the some of the most popular props you guys are seeing, and maybe an area that you guys have uh, big liability going into the draft of, say, Tua falls or whatever it may be. Right. Um. You know, uh, getting the best action doesn't necessarily mean biggest liabilities. Like the one getting the best action is is um, the the receiver first receiver pick when you have Judy, Ruggs, Lamb, and Field. So that's getting the best action, but the action's really even. So that that's that's a great prop for us. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as exposures go. It, Liabilities, that third pick overall, um, the field there, which would be someone trading up for Herbert. Third pick overall, Derek Brown, that, that's an exposure. Uh, third QB pick, Jordan Love somehow. I think we're safe there. Tua, if he gets drafted uh, in the field for that bet, which would be one or seven plus, that's a big liability. And that would also be a, a big loss on the over three and a half and over five and a half. So something like that. Uh, Jalen Hurt hurts first round. That's a liability. So, so we, we got some big liabilities. None of those are too worrisome, however, though, except maybe that Tua going seven plus. Mm-hmm. I feel like this draft is kind of similar to last year, where the first two picks seem for sure it's going to be Joe Burrow and Chase Young, and then after that, it seems like it could go in any direction. You mentioned Tua. Um, are there any other players getting a lot of action as far as? over-under picks. Um, you mentioned the receivers as well. Yeah, I mean, all the receivers, are they're, they're getting bet, those three receivers. Um, you know, uh, we've had we'll, we'll players get drafted in the first round or second round. Some of those are popular. Uh, Herbert, don't, don't be the second quarterback selected. That's a, per, a popular one. Uh, AJ Terrell going in the first round. That's popular. And a big uh, exposure. Ruiz, the offensive lineman, going in the first round. That's a big exposure. So, yeah, there's a ton, man. I mean, we got so many props up there. It's pretty much exposed on every dang one of them, one way or the other. (laughs) Yeah, so it definitely will be interesting to see what happens there. And we got some big NFL news today. Uh, Late in the afternoon, Gronk, uh, Schefter dropped that one, traded to the Bucks to reunite with uh, Brady. Um, did you guys get maybe a rush of action on on the Bucks following that that news? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Whenever there's something like that, that people start betting it. 
odds moved a little bit, not 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 too much, like plus 200 to plus 190 to win the NFC South. Um, Super Bowl, Super Bowl moved from 15 to one down to 12 to one. I, you know, I think that's a little overreaction. That's probably yeah. more. That's more based on just so much action came in. So you're a little conservative at first, and let's let's see how things work out. I, I think that'll be bumped back up. So. Yeah, and after the draft, it seems like we might be, you know, a ways away from other sporting events taking place. What's kind of your guys' plan at Bet Online to get action on the book and get people engaged? Keep doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, like I said, when when sports went down, we just got creative, and uh, these uh, sports sims have been huge, and they're getting bigger and bigger. So. You know, we've been kind of experimenting with them the last two weeks, got them up and learning a lot. And uh, they're getting bigger and bigger every day. So we're going to ramp those up big time. And, uh, you know, this sports, uh, you know, this Russian table tennis, believe it or not, that just takes crazy action. I, don't, I'm, I, I still can't figure it out, but people love Bennett. So stuff like that and get creative, any kind of entertainment or, or um Political odds, the political betting is ramping up now that we get closer and closer to the election. So we're just going to keep doing it. And any kind of story, any kind of idea that comes through, you know, that, that's the thing. There's going to be so much creative stuff coming in while sports are down that there's going to be new opportunities every week. So everybody just keep checking the site every day for new betting opportunities. Awesome. And before before you go, Dave, we're in week, I don't know, of this quarantine. How's, uh, how's your Netflix, your streaming game? We always we always check in with you on that. So I want to see yeah. what, what, what you're watching. Uh, Better Call Saul. So I watched the final one tonight. Uh, I can't wait for that. That's such a good show. I think Mike's, I think Mike's might be one of my favorite characters in all TV history, man. I love him. Um, I, a couple of people recommended, uh, what the hell is it, Money Heist. Is that a, a? I think it sucks, man. You guys watch that? <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's constantly on my Netflix uh, coming up, but I have not started it. Like so many people have said, it's good. It's just it's freaking silly, man. I, I don't know. It's just hokey. I think I, I I'm struggling to get through season one, and and I think I'm gonna abort, man. I I just I think I got two more episodes to finish season one, and. And now, nah, dude, it's it's it sucks. I don't know what the hype is behind it, man. I so many people said it's good. Watch it. It's like what the hell? You guys are a bunch of simpletons, man. I it's it's just not, it's not that good, man. It's I don't know. So yeah, I'm gonna hit the eject button button on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. finish the first season, but there ain't gonna be a second season for me. It's not gonna be a rematch. So what what was the one you guys told me to watch? I, I forget. Which <laughs> I don't know. Uh, which, which... Which love time? Is love is blind. Love is blind. Love is blind. Yeah, we have we have a good a good new dating show. Tyler, you wanna let Dave know, in on your new passion project? Yeah. So, you know, we told you last time to watch Love Is Blind, a new Netflix dating show, Too Hot to Handle. Uh, quick summary: It's basically they put ten or so people on an island, all very good looking. There's a hundred thousand dollar prize pool, but the one caveat to it is there's no physical contact allowed so if they kiss they go further than that money gets deducted so if you're looking for mindless watch i'd recommend it i was a big fan and i thought it was better than love is blind uh, so i don't even know if you got around to that uh, but yeah, yeah I, would, I would recommend watching it all right we'll check it out i i, I think i saw the previews last night and 
I don't know. Give it a shot, Dave. Give it a shot. We'll see. They they all look like those MTV kind of reality star. You know what I mean? Just like douchey Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I, I, I don't know. I usually don't like those shows very much, but I'll give it a shot. What the hell? All right. Awesome. Love, love that. Love, yeah. Love that attitude. Um, yeah. Got a little sour <laughs> attitude. <tonight>. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Dave. We're, we're family at this point. Um, so can, where, 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 where can everyone find you on uh, Twitter and then watch the finals tomorrow of the quarantine uh, eating challenge? Yes, sir. At Dave Mason, B-O-L is my Twitter handle. Bet on tomorrow's finals at betonline.ag. The uh, it's open. We just opened the odds. It's a, actually a pick'em. The finals of the pick'em. Pick'em. What? Joe, yep. Gideon OG and Joey Chestnut is a pick'em. So uh, we'll see how that action comes in. I mean, OG has looked awesome in these uh, in the first and the third round, and Joey's been struggling a little bit. So uh, we'll see. At CVS Health Hub, you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab what you need all in one trip, even on evenings and weekends. That's healthier made easier. Visit a CVS Health Hub today. Services vary by location. See cvs.com slash health hub for details.